Ladies, gentlemen, and nerds of all ages, welcome to Views from the Back of the Class. I am one half of your co-hosting team. My name is Jacoby Bassett, but you can call me JB, and I'm here with my man. It's Josh. Good to be heard, guys. I don't know why I mess that up every week, but <laughs> glad you're joining us. <laughs> it's all part of the entertainment. It's good for the people. Yes. And who couldn't use a laugh right now? Uh, Doomsday Preppers. Oh, they're having the best laugh at all. They're loving all of this. Oh, I told sure. you they're so. Like, you thought we were crazy. You made fun of us. Because I invested money in rice. And I'm still making fun of you. Pretty much. But no, um, I hope everybody is doing well. Uh, keeping themselves and their family safe and you know, we just got to keep on chugging along. Do what you can. If I, if I have any piece of advice, and I don't know how much it's worth, but... <laughs> Inject disinfectant issues. Hey. <laughs> I would suggest that you don't do that. <laughs> oh, oh, we're we're not supposed to do that. Okay. I mean, I'm no, I'm no scientist. You know, I'm no doctor, but it just feels like you probably don't want to put... A potentially toxic chemical directly into your bloodstream but again not a professional here right yeah yeah, yeah. you're a podcast right. dude i guess that makes sense because you know some of them do like you know kind of burn your your nose when you're inhaling the fumes so i guess it isn't something you really want coursing through your body so just a thought all right scratch that off the list <laughs> What I can suggest you do, and I, I promise you this one won't harm you at all. Find a way to take some time out to do something that you enjoy. I know you are busy. You're teaching your children and working from home or trying to figure out what to do with work situations. It's all stressful. We get it. If you can find a way to carve out some time for you just to do something that you like or have something that you like, you know, box of cookies or something. Maybe not the whole box, but <laughs> why not? You're not seeing anybody, so nobody's going to judge those extra pounds. Beyond that, because it's just unhealthy and the hospital is not where you want to be these days. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you're right. Plus, I find Zoom backgrounds a little bit slimming, though, so I don't know about you, but yeah, especially if you uh, do the blurred edges. Oh, man, it's the best. <laughs> Yeah, that would be my pearl of wisdom. If you can carve out some time to do something nice for yourself, do so. It just goes a long way to help get through the nonsense. And if that don't work, you got me and Josh to help you get through it. We here we here for these jokes, for our, our intellectual input on these uh, very very important topics like who would win in a fight, Spider Man or Batman, or uh, our opinions on you know these great films that we love and. Indeed. One thing I would say, too, is like um, to echo JB is, you know, do what you can. And if you have opportunities to um, help out others, mm -hmm. do it. We're all in this together and we all get out of it together. So 
staying in place helps out even though it's it's really tough to do and the weather's getting nicer but yeah man if you want to go back to you know want to go back outside to things being relatively normal then we need to stay inside or at least you know just do your best to to adhere to the um strongly worded suggestions that are out there you know keep your keep your distance wash your dang hands <laughs> even if you think it's a hoax do it for me <laughs> if you think it's a hoax stop listening to us right <laughs> just uh just hang up right now like if you, if you think this is a hoax or if it's related to 5g or any of that stuff just stop listening like we'll, we'll take the hit i don't i don't know i'm not speaking for jb but you know we don't want your kind here strong words <laughs> hey man i say that as i'm looking at a copy of the darwin awards you know on my desk hilarious yeah so it's kind of i don't know not prophetic but it's ironic actually not ironic not hipster ironic we are on a roll here we are alienating everybody today <laughs> we are offending everyone what's next uh well there are some things you know that people are engaging in and this was news to me when you brought it up like i'd heard of it happening i'd heard of one of these but apparently this is a thing people getting their concerts on from their living rooms yeah it's pretty cool i haven't checked it out yet but i know i think uh travis scott had a uh fortnight concert and i can't remember how many people they said attended quote unquote it was in the good millions um and they said you know i can't remember which site it was but they said how fun it was and enjoyable and it could just be because we've been stuck in you know our homes and stuff for the good part of two months and anything that helps us get past you know the couple of rooms that we go into we may see be like oh man this is awesome but um a reviewer because everything gets reviewed was talking about how great it was and uh, looking forward to the next one so i know they're doing other ones with other artists as well so hopefully by the time that happens i'll attend the next one i haven't i've downloaded fortnite i just haven't played it actually i have a couple of games that i'm hoping to get through um, that i've been playing for a while during the quarantine one of my list of things to, to get away and do. That's what's up. Just to, I guess, flesh out what you were talking about. His, his the Travis Knight concert. Uh, apparently, they got 12 million, 12.3 to be exact, for the premiere. After five shows, they got up to about almost 28 million with 45.8 million views. Wow. So they're guessing that, or not guessing, but... Those stats kind of suggested, you know, people watched it multiple times. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's pretty Those interesting really to numbers. me. Like, I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, and I don't know that that is for me personally. You know, I feel like you miss out on the experience doing it through a screen, but, I mean, that's what options we have now. Hey, you know what else we miss out on? Coronavirus! <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's different, and it's kind of like when um those... uh was a DJ D nice started his um, kitchen party or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And then you have a whole bunch of other DJs, not alienating the DJs, but then you have a lot of ones who started doing that too on zoom and stuff. And it's fine. Um, but I think it's something to unite us and keep us entertained. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really think about it, but it's like Lollapalooza's canceled. Riot Fest is canceled. Some of the other uh, street festivals and things like that are on hold, at least, you know, here locally. Um, Chicago, and it's like, yeah, you're going to miss out on a lot of things. And 
I forgot what I was watching the other day, but it was like a little snippet of a concert. And I was like, man, was the last time I went to a concert? I missed it. Yeah. But this is a, a good substitute or good enough or hits the spot for now, then I'll take it. All right. You know, like, again, shout out to all of the, the engineers and, and developers and stuff out there who are keeping us connected. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll complain for a little bit, like, during the day or something, my network is slow. And then I'm like, I can't complain because everything that I need, everything that I want works. Like, right. I go to cable, it's up. I go to Netflix, it's up. I go to Hulu, it's up. I go to Disney Plus, it's up. It's never been down. When I'm on duo with friends and family and stuff, it never shuts down. WhatsApp is ne- is never delayed. So shout out to those guys. Nerds are saving the world once again. Another thing that I thought was funny, and I was when you were telling people to make sure they wash their hands, is <laughs> Samsung and their, their watches and the Google Wear OS watches, they're now incorporated with a hand-washing timer, which I think is... I'm actually conflicted about this one. I think it's pretty cool. But on the other hand, I'm like, okay, at what point are you encroaching on people's privacies and liberties and things like that? Like to, you know, just update the the software overnight to just be like, wash your hands every 20 minutes. So I I get it. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, hmm. I mean, I get the concern, but I feel like, you know, your privacy is compromised way worse than that. And you do it willingly well that's the thing it's willingly and you know was willing in that you take part in the activity but i think it's unwitting in a lot of cases like you know not to call any particular party out there's a well-known social media application that has been known like everybody know (laughs) everybody know they get your data yeah and that's what i mean by you know you getting involved in it willingly because you know that this is the case so you're not you know saying hey come jack my data but you know that this there's a risk here and you opt to continue using it yeah that's a good point when you said come jack my data though i was thinking about people with like open wi-fi networks and stuff it's like uh, do you want ants or that's <laughs> how you get ants, get ants. <laughs> that's how you get digital ants i get it but i think it's kind of this is not your typical nerd news that we that we have, um, but it's kind of like things that are related to the space and things that we're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like that Apple and Google are teaming up to kind of track the virus. Yeah. And last I was reading, it was kind of like a mix between Bluetooth and basically tracking who you were near and then people who are confirmed and then warning you if you were exposed or something like that. And I'm like, okay, I. This is one of the, another one of those things where it's like, yes, technology can help us manage things and keep us safe. But at the same time, you know, not to give the preppers, the I'll say this, the extreme preppers uh, too much space, even though I've already banished them from the show. <laughs> but you're just, you know, you're just playing into their hand too with that because they're going to be like, you know, just like the people in Michigan are were protesting about their shelter in place orders and stuff like that. The people will protest this too. Like, you know, I don't consent for you to use my Bluetooth to tell me whether or not I was exposed and, you know, potentially protect my family. But I mean, I, I think you and I are on the same wavelength with that. It's it's a difficult line to tow. And, you know, at what point do you make an allowance for your privacy being kind of compromised in that way? But is it because it's for, you know, someone else's or several other people's protection that that good outweighs the bad like 
What's the answer? Because I ain't got it. I don't know. I don't have the answer either. Nobody does. That's why we all just kind of do the best we can. Again, we're here for these jokes. <laughs> it's just some, <laughs> some lighthearted fare here because it's real out there. Yes, I, I would imagine. I haven't been out of the vault in, in some time. So, uh, you know, that one of the highlights of my day is when the mail comes. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I get to go outside. Look at this. Coupons <laughs> for a store that I won't step foot in. That's funny. Oh, man. 2020. Stay classy. <laughs> Stay classy. Well, speaking of which, that's actually a really good segue into what we got going on this week. Boom. Nailed, Nailed it. it. I do this for you guys. I do this for the listeners. Josh has your back. A class act through and through. So I had an opportunity. This man was was gracious enough to give us some time and to kind of jump on the show. I'm willing to bet you're familiar with his work, even if you aren't familiar with his name. Jonathan Bell, known as the Seattle Superman, although he is not based out of Seattle anymore, which which will come up in the interview. But we got a chance to chop it up a little bit. I think it was pretty cool. What I wanted to do is, you know, talk to some of the people who's, you know, the content creators, specifically people, you know, that perform or present their work in places where they may not be able to do that right now or in the near future due to, you know, the COVID-19 and the shelter in place orders and isolation and things like that makes it kind of difficult for, you know, people to go out and execute the work that they love to do. So I wanted to pick Jonathan's brain about that and uh, just to kind of see where he was with it, because he he's very much uh, his work in a lot of ways does put him in contact with the people. So touch that a little bit. Some of the things that are inspiring him. Um, he's going to make sure that you get all his social information. He's a good follow. If you aren't doing so, make sure that you do. As you listen to this interview, you'll find out why it's a good idea to go ahead and reach out to him as well on social. You know, you see something like a comment. He's going to tell you why in the interview. So. Uh, unfortunately, Josh was doing some real world stuff. Conveniently, right? Conveniently. I missed another interview. Conveniently. I mean, somebody's got to make those billions to keep the back cave up and running. <laughs> uh, the sacrifices I make for this podcast. Indeed. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just I'm just giving uh, JB a hard time. I'm interested in this interview. Like you were saying, you know, it's outside looking in. It's different for us and on what we think and, and everything like that. But, you, you know, you're going straight to the horse's mouth uh, on what it is. So I guess I'll be less angry about missing another interview this time and just uh, look forward to hearing it as well. <laughs> and I'm here, ironically, with another JB. This man is an artist, a blogger, a photographer. A cosplayer? Am I forgetting anything else, sir? Uh, no, thank you, dude. Thank you, got got all that. <laughs> thank you, sir. Uh, also, a fellow podcaster, I found out recently. I didn't realize that um, before until until today. I was actually uh, checking out some of the podcasting that you were doing, and I'm I'm was actually inspired even by that. But I'll jump into that <laughs> a little bit later. I want to. Um, I know I, I did this off the air, but I want to officially thank you again for for giving views from the back of the class a little bit of your time. Oh, I'm just happy you uh, invited me on your show. I really appreciate that, honestly. Thank you. Thank you. I um, I have to say what um, caused me to, to kind of reach out to you, and I, I know I mentioned this to you before, um, I was really moved by some of your work, and what you're doing really kind of lines up with what we're doing with our show. We're really about empowering and exploring 
and really supporting um, other creatives. You know, I'm, I'm definitely in that nerd space like so many of us are. And I think a lot of times we get locked into these giant figures within that within that space. And there's just tons and tons of work that's out there that isn't always championed the same way. So whenever we get an opportunity to do that, you know, we, we kind of want to jump at that. And I feel like, you know, the work that you do was something that we were really happy to ha- just have an opportunity to speak with you on. Oh, I mean, I I feel you on that, too, and that's why it's really, uh, I'm really thankful for you to reach out. So what I'd like to do, just to give a, a brief introduction to those of us who are listening who may not be as familiar with your work, uh, I'm sure they've seen you, though. The, the Seattle Superman is out there, for sure. But can we start maybe from the beginning, how you got involved in the the work that you're doing, how you decided to just start doing this photography. All right. Well, uh, for those that, that don't know, my name's Jonathan Bell. About almost four years ago now, I, I quit my job. As I quit, well, I shouldn't say that. I should say I quit my career job because those of us that are old enough to know the difference know. That's right. Difference. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> so I quit my career job to uh, pretty much try to see if I could make a living being creative. Got to be honest with you folks, though, I have yet to make a penny from from being creative. I'm going on having the Superman suit now for about two and a half years now. But I started this journey because I almost got in a car accident. And I say almost got in a car accident, meaning I did a 180 across the freeway without hitting any cars or even the median. And that kind of kind of woke me up a little bit internally and made me realize that, like, I, there are some things that I wanted to do and I love being creative and doing graphic design. I love traveling and I do like comics and Superman is my favorite superhero. So I wanted to figure out how to combine all of those. And that near car accident happened in August and by November I had quit to uh, drive out to Seattle and figure out how to make a living by doing what I love to do. I found that to be pretty pretty amazing because it's a, a you know relatively tragic situation. It's certainly not as bad as it could have been, but you know from from that to have given birth to something beautiful, I think is you know something really inspiring about that. Yeah, I mean, I I honestly like I think after that more like it, it's just so uh, yeah, that was pretty much a big wake up call for me. Yeah. And you and you did something with it, right? A lot of a lot of times those things will happen because we all face those type of situations. Maybe not exactly that, but you know the way we respond to it, I, I think, really does speak to each individual. Do you think that that the situation being what caused you to to pursue that? Do you think that that has kind of shaped the work, or do you think that that was maybe just the the genesis of it? Uh, that was pretty much the genesis. Of it. So so here's the thing. I've never really wanted to do Superman photography with the red underwear because I never really did like that suit at all. Okay, yeah. And so in 2013, that's when Man of Steel came out. And once I saw that suit with no red underwear, how it looks like, how it doesn't even look like, you know, cosplay. It looks like, you know, a real uniform pretty much. Right. You know? So once I saw that, I was like, man, I need to find somebody 
to uh, make this suit for me so I could, like, at least have one and, and try to photograph it. So after that movie came out, I was in Texas at this time. I literally went to, like, every Joanne's fabrics I could find, talked to all, like, the quote-unquote sweet old ladies I could find, or anybody, all the seamstresses in the area online. I was trying to find somebody that could, like, you know, make a suit for me, and I couldn't find anybody. And all the ones that were, like, from Party City and stuff, I didn't want because they looked too, uh, you know, Party City. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't have the – I don't have the skills to make my own clothes. So pretty much after, like, I don't know, a year or so, I gave up on that because I'm like, I couldn't find anybody. And I just kind of let it go, kind of half half taking into account, like, here and there. So when that when that accident happened or near accident happened, that's when I got more serious about it again. Like, you know what? I need to, like, put more time and effort into trying to find somebody to, to make the suit and, like, go over there. And even if I didn't have a suit right off the bat, I'm going to try to figure out this and make it work. And I ended up finding somebody off of Etsy that made the suit, like, uh, by hand pretty much. So that's that's pretty much how I – got started with that is that the thing has always been there since the movie came out but because you know you have your job and you make good money and you fall into that routine and this this and that and that that near accident kind of just you know woke me up and i realized like i'm there is this other thing that i really want to be doing and that kind of just reminded me what that was right and then you, you kind of took advantage of that that that's something that um my partner josh and i have been discussing lately you know, with this this situation that we all find ourselves in with the the COVID, and you know, a lot of us are now facing similar circumstances to what you were discussing. You know, a, a less than desirable situation that we're faced with, and now you're facing those tougher questions. And that's why I said that I found your story to be so inspiring because so many of us who may have that creative idea or this thing that we have inside of us that we want to do, but it's just easier, to be quite frank, to do the the nine to five thing, and you know you continue on in this in this job that a lot of times are, are very unfulfilling. Uh, right, but it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. comfortable. And even if it's That's... not comfortable, but you know what I mean, like the money is comfortable, the security is comfortable, and the routine right. is comfortable. Right. Because honestly, it doesn't really require much of you other than to show up and you know, perform whatever that task is, you, there's no real risk for you, but there's also nothing that you're, at least from my perspective, there's nothing, um, unless you really like that job, which, you know, God bless for those of us who do, there's nothing personally fulfilling in a lot of those cases. So that part of you just kind of goes to the wayside. It's dying on the vine, unfortunately. Right. And you have a great point because a lot of people with those jobs are now finding out that like, they don't have those jobs anymore. Right, right. So then what do you do? So I, I, I can't give you enough kudos for that. And, you know, I, I appreciate your honesty, too, with what you were saying as far as, you know, economically, it hadn't necessarily worked out specifically with the, the suit. But might I ask, has your work with that been fulfilling for you? So far, yes, even though I haven't – because, like – so I love, like, I love traveling and, and, like, trying to take photos in places I've never been. And, like, mm-hmm. like all this creativity stuff, that's why I, like, have so many different things. I, I love it. 
And even though I haven't made money off of it yet, there I I get this satisfaction from like making an edit or traveling somewhere or like being somewhere new for the very first time that I would just that I just love. Like I, it's like a you know a, I just I love it. So in my in my sense, like I know it'll come to me if I keep it up long enough because I'm doing mm-hmm. what I want to do for myself. Like even if nobody. And I say this, but like, you know, it, it does, we have those moments where you think like nobody likes what I'm doing, I'm invisible, people are sleeping on me and stuff, but still, like, I know I'm always going to want to create and make stuff. And that's the thing right. with my job is that like, when you work in transportation or like, I work for the railroad and I literally made that much money because they tell you right off the bat in training, like, we're paying you all this money because you're not going to have a life. And that's, mm. that's their whole thing because you're always at work. Like, the year that I made $100,000, pretty much, I worked every day in a row in July. And that was, like, that was the most I worked was, like, maybe 22 days in a row. But that was the most. I worked tons of 18, you know, 17, 20 days in a row with, you know, only 10 hours or so in between for sleep. And, that, like, I just didn't have a lot to do anything creative. Wow. But I had a nice place to live. I had, you know... I could go buy whatever the heck I wanted to and not worry about money for the most part, but I wasn't right. happy because it wasn't what I wanted to do with my life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I quit all that stuff and now I'm actually doing what I want to do, it is more fulfilling for me because I know that eventually like stuff will happen because I'm keeping it up. And even like it's, it's still work to a sense, but also it's what I like to do. Right that brings to mind that that phrase labor of love i mean it's still labor <laughs> like it still you know requires effort and I, i'd like to put that out in the air too because I, I do all that i can to you know promote and to encourage creatives but don't get it twisted like it's work you know you can't just say i want to do this one thing and you know you paint this one picture or you you take this one photograph or do this one thing one time and think that you know you're gonna you're gonna hit on that one thing. It doesn't work like that. Like you really have to to put the work in and, and the grind, and you have to love it because it does take that. You know, it, it takes a lot of time, and you know, someone like yourself is, is living proof of that. Yeah, I mean, there's the. I mean, just to put it into perspective, there's the whole uh, making content, and then there's like building up. You know your your like kind of social group so like for me when i post something i don't just post something and then like you know leave so like pretty much every single photo on instagram if you look at it has me like answering everybody's comments that post something no matter how many comments there are i'll at least make sure i either like what they say or reply to their comment i just started using tiktok and when i get videos that blow up on tiktok I will literally, if I have to, take like half an hour to an hour just to answer everybody on one post or like to say thank you. I'm on Twitter all the time. I'm always on my phone because I put myself in this situation to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. So there's like, you know, there's a whole, I gotta go, I'm gonna go drive around, scout locations, then I'm gonna go get my suit, then I'm gonna go be in public with everybody 
walking around wearing all my cosplays, not trying to care, then, you know, come back, edit for God knows how long, then post, then, you know, conversate with the people that are talking about what I'm doing, let alone, like, conversate with people that other people that I support. And it is a lot of work and time-consuming, but it's also something that I purposely uh, did. And that's, that's why pretty much the whole reason why I had to quit that job, because I knew I wouldn't have time to spend on it like I did now. And for that reason, that's why when I drove out to Seattle, I chose to still live in the van because I knew if I had to get an apartment out there, it would cost a lot of money because Seattle's expensive. And I would have to get another, you know, quote-unquote, good job, which would probably be a lot more time-consuming than I want. So I lived in the van and got a job washing dishes in a um, senior living home because I knew that if I was a dishwasher, nobody would mess with me about being on my phone all the time. So I pretty much built my – I had my Superman suit in Seattle from, like, October – from October 2017 – to June of 2018. So however long is that, like, what, seven, eight months or so that I, that I was technically in Seattle. And two years later, I'm still that Seattle Superman from all the work that I put in there, washing dishes, like, taking photos, driving around, and kind of building a community. That's dope. And um, I know you're originally from the West Coast, and I, I guess I did kind of still refer to you as Seattle Superman, although... I know you're not based out of there anymore. What made you decide to, to change from that? Because you, you had so much success in Seattle. Uh, well, I like living in other places. And mm-hmm. so here's like, so I still had, I was in debt to the IRS. I, I had like $6,000 worth of credit cards. And like I said, like I had that career job, so I was making money. But then I started washing dishes for $15 an hour. You know, so, I mean, right. I still had to pay bills and stuff was starting to stack up. So I said to myself, like, I really need to find, like, a better job at least so I could get rid of all this stuff, buy a new van, probably buy some new toys, well, quote-unquote toys, like a new computer, uh, another right. camera. So I redid my resume, and this company calls that does independent contracting work for railroads as conductors okay. and they that, so they have short lines all over the united states so i'm like you know what i could do that i could go work and they pay for my lodging too so i'm like i could be out of the van i could do all that stuff so but the very first job this company had for me was in the middle of nowhere montana for a oh. year and a half so i'm like well crap uh i have all this momentum going right now in seattle and now I could go live in the middle of nowhere of this, like, 5,000-people town in Montana. But on the trade-off of that, for a whole year and a half, I would live in a hotel without paying any rent, and I would get X amount of dollars every day for a year and a half for this job. And so I was like, you know what? I want to be out of debt by 2020 and, like, get some new things, so I'm going to do it. So I went to Montana, and fortunately – which I say the word fortunately loosely because, like, I don't know what you believe or not, but you know how things just work out in your favor when you believe that stuff. Um, right. This job, this job I had was three on, four off, four on, three off. So I pretty much had it pretty easy for a year and a half with a guaranteed salary. 
So in that year and a half I was in Montana, I was able to pay off all of my debt to the IRS and credit cards. I was able to get a new car, like a new van to live in, a new camera, a computer, a bunch of other cosplays. But the trade-off to that was that I didn't go out to any bars for a whole year and a half. I didn't date anybody. I was there by myself, either at work or doing Superman-related stuff. And that was during that time that I actually went viral on Twitter because I was trying to get better with Twitter more, and I would start posting on there and having conversations regularly. And for some weird reason, one day, I put up four photos on there that just took off, and they made a Twitter moment out of it. But that was only for me being consistent, being on Twitter all the time. Mm-hmm. The the labor, the labor part of the labor of love, again, You the way you're describing it to me, which <laughs> I immediately thought of, you're saying you were at work or doing the Superman, the photos in my brain that says, well, you were either at work or at work. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I like the challenge too. I mean, like Montana, Montana, I was in my, I had a double bed in my room, right? So two Queens, I stacked them on top of each other. I bought this huge backdrop kit off of Amazon and it took up like pretty much all the room. But a lot of my photos from Montana are, are either Photoshop because I was in a very flat, you know, 10 miles away from North Dakota. There was nothing there. Or I get the backdrop with different lighting. So I learned a lot, too. I didn't have all the outdoors like I had in Seattle, but I had to make the most of what I was doing at the time, and I learned a lot with um, portrait photography, self-portraits. And that contract ended in, uh, you know, January 1st of this year. I had all of January off in New York and the first weeks of February. And then the company said, oh, we have something in Burlington, Vermont. If you want to go up there, it's supposed to be for five months. And my my whole goal of 2020 was to live on the East Coast for a year. So that's why I came up to New York. I came because I've never lived over here before. So I wanted to see how it was. Came out to Philly. So I was like, hey, you know what? If I could go live on the East Coast, that works out. And I've never been to New England, so I could explore all those states. So the contract started February 23rd, was supposed to go for five months. And two weeks ago, they cut it because of everything going on here. So now I'm back in right. Philly continually to just work on new stuff. I spent all day today, actually, like switching back and forth between watching a ton of tutorials and HBO. Oh, wow. So it's, it's a never-ending grind. Yeah, and that's like I had to give myself but I I had no time to watch TV in uh, Vermont. And I, like, finally just made myself catch up with um, Ozark. I love that show. So I finally watched all of season three the other day and catching up on Westworld and some other shows I like. But at the same time, I was just like, ah, I can't just sit here and uh, – I mean, I've tried to make myself do that because I needed a day to just, like, not think about anything else. But then I just started getting on YouTube and and putting all these playlists together of tutorials I need to learn (laughs) so I could start trying to learn some new stuff. That's dope. Now, was there a particular skill set that you were looking to uh, enhance with the tutorials? Uh, Yeah, so I want to start doing, like, video stuff more. So I'm trying okay. to reach out to, like, we're trying to polish my skills more in After Effects and Premiere. And this is actually something that I'm working on and kind of struggling with, too, is because I, 
because of everything I just told you about how I'm like posting and talking to people and on all these different platforms, I feel like I'm missing out on a lot of interaction if I sit and and work on one like major edit or a video for like two or three hours. So I'm trying to like on my page we I'll I'll post like fan art, I'll post all this other stuff and then like occasionally I'll do like some really, really dope edit that's like, you know, like oh that's cool. But that's only and I've started doing fewer and fewer of those because they are very time consuming. So I'm trying to I'm trying to kinda of go back to that route a little bit more. Like do the stuff that I'm kinda of known for with my edits. But I feel like I'm missing out on like socially interacting across all the other platforms when I spend so much time working on one thing, if that makes sense. No, no, that makes perfect sense. And yeah, so I'm trying to, uh, I'm just trying to get better at that. Cause I know there's a lot of better skills that I could learn if I actually, like, sitting down and making myself watch a 25 minute tutorial is like the last thing I want to do. But I know right. if I did that and then like, you know, apply what I've learned, even if it took the whole day to make like one 10 second clip in After Effects and it came out really, you know, dope, it'd be worth it. But then, so that's why my brain is like, well, you just spent a whole day doing one thing instead of like 30 different things. You know what I mean? So I'm really trying not to beat myself up over that and realize that I have the time to do things. You know what I mean? Like to kind of slow down and do like different things. You know what I mean? I don't know if no, I articulate that, that well enough No, no, I perfectly get where you're coming from with that. And uh, the way I see it, even with that, like the time that you would have spent you know, investing in the one project, that's kind of a one-shot deal too, though. You don't have to then do it again, right? Once you, once you kind of establish what you're, what you need to do with that particular, you know, style of editing or the work that you were doing with that project. Now you can do more the next time you do it because you don't have that, you don't have to spend that, you know, additional or that initial time with the tutorial again. Right. And so like, for example, like, you found me from that Doctor Strange one. Was it the one with the floating book, pretty much, that you reached yeah. out to me on? Okay, yeah. so so that's a perfect example. I've had this Doctor Strange suit for uh, pretty much since November of last year. That was, okay. like, pretty much the first, quote-unquote, good edit photo I've done with Doctor Strange like that. And oh, wow. That, yeah, so, like, that day, I was like, I need to – I mean, that was a good photo, right? But also, that literally took me all day to figure out how I wanted to do that. But then I, like, went to go take the shoot, and then I came inside, and to get, like, the glow right and all this other stuff. It just took time, which I knew was going to happen, which is why I kept putting it off, because I'm like, if I sit all day and do this one thing, I'm going to lose out on other stuff. And that is, like, what I'm trying to overcome. So that day... I literally made myself work on that photo, you know, for like five or six hours, like changing it, thinking what I want to do, how is it going to look, that I'm just back and forth all the time. And then finally, I'm like, I did it. And that photo, I mean, like, I'm talking to you now about it. So it's like I'm proving right. myself <laughs> right as to why I need to do this. But that's just, you know, my I'm missing out on everything else taking over my quote-unquote logical thinking. No, I get that. That that's FOMO. <laughs> I told, I told like, no, you. I, I'm like five hours on here. I should be doing TikToks. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. 
And but right. I'm just like I could do. I, I, so that's why like this week I've started like trying to make a schedule for stuff I want to do each day. Like just get kind of one thing done. And and I shouldn't say each day, but like for a week. So this week I wrote down I need to like look at After Effects and Procreate tutorials. And today I was like I'm just gonna even if I don't make any cosplay photos or do any TikToks or anything, I need to just get all of the things that I want to learn how to do out of my head and make a playlist on YouTube, put all these tutorials, watch them, so that way I can start executing these ideas when I have the time. That makes sense. And I, I did mean, it today, and now I don't have to worry about it tomorrow. Right. It's amazing how you just have to put a little bit of structure in place with the creativity, and then it just kind of flourishes. Yeah. That's something that I honestly struggle yeah. with. <laughs> that's something I'm learning, like, you know, you're doing everything yourself. There's so many aspects, and you already know. Like, you gotta, you're doing this, but, like, you got to make yourself learn to do stuff, too. Yeah. There is yeah. no, like, assistant or person that could do it for you yet, but, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's all fun and games until you actually have to, like, I need to actually, like, schedule stuff and do things. Right. And then when and, you do it, you're like, why am I not doing this sooner? <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's wild about that whole process is like time is the one currency that you you, you can't get back. So you you got to make the most of it because once that minute, second, hour, day is gone, it's gone. That is true. That is so true. So let me ask you this: with all of the the work that you're doing, the creative pursuits that you have, and the things that you're trying to learn, what's inspiring you right now? What are you seeing out there that's like, yo, I, I want to do more work or I want to do this because you've been inspired by something you've seen or heard? Uh, well, I've always liked like the, like the whole wizard alchemy type stuff. And that's kind of like where I have my, I have this like kind of cosplay where, where it has to do with like alchemy and like kind of stuff like that or like kind of wizardy stuff. And so that's like was a lot of the, tutorials that I was looking at today was so like how to do like teleport uh, effects and after effects and like things of that nature so I could try to combine it with this cosplay I have to get these ideas out and like using green screens I have a green screen I've never actually used it to edit or do anything so I've been looking up a lot of those tutorials too to see how I can make this work now that I have the time so is there um is there anybody that you've seen that's doing something around that work like that you like, or is this just the the concept that you had and you're, you're looking to build on that? It's just a concept. So pretty much like that's where the whole Dr. Strange thing is because like, you know how he has those like shields and like alchemy stuff and like all that stuff. And then my, yep. my favorite anime is full metal alchemist before I even really got into Dr. Strange. And that's okay. all, you know, that anime deals with uh, all that stuff, too. So with that and Doctor Strange, and I do love, like, a bunch of cyberpunk and, like, tech gear and, like, dystopian type of aesthetics. So this cosplay that I'm doing now, like, this, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's, like, an all-black kind of, like, ninja-looking suit type of deal. But yes, that's what I I'm trying to... Okay, so that's that's what I'm trying to combine all those things with, like, the shield effects and like Doctor Strange with my own like alchemy type 
deals that I'm making on the computer and, uh, like the whole, like, kind of tech gear, cyberpunk stuff. I'm all trying to combine that into, like, one thing. So that's what I'm working on more now, which is what a lot of those tutorials are for. And then also, like, I'm trying to make my own music and stuff, too, which is a whole another thing. Uh, I used to take keyboard lessons when I was, like, 13, and I played in our youth band, the keyboard. But then I started trading in the music keyboard for the computer keyboard. But I've always had this, like, sense of, you know, music and melodies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've always, like, I also write a little bit, too, and I've always had these ideas to, like, combine some of my writings with, like, either myself or, like, a, another voice, like, saying little things here and there over, like, a beat or a melody that's coming to my mind. But I've never acted on it because, one, like, Spotify didn't exist back then. And, two, right. like, lo-fi wasn't as big back then either. And, three, all the ideas I have were, like, maybe, like, 30 to 40 seconds. So, I'm like, nobody's going to want to, like, listen to a YouTube or a SoundCloud or, like, buy a CD, let alone that's probably, like, five minutes tops of, like, you know, little bits and pieces ideas. And now, like nowadays, that's all over. Uh, that stuff's all over Spotify. You know, like if you type yep. in lo-fi, you hear lo-fi tracks from like you know five minutes to near like forty seconds. Right. And so I'm like, well, now because we live in that world now, I could actually act on stuff like this. So that's another thing. This week actually is I need to research research that I want to kind of make my own lo-fi Superman theme songs, like just, you know, sample from this, the John Williams one, from the Hans Zimmer one, from, like, the Justice League Unlimited, all, like, some, all the main popular ones, I want to kind of put those into, like, lo-fi beats to use for either, like, my podcast or, like, you know, just background beats, and then, like, kind of put all the ideas that I have into music as well. So that's, like, another goal that I want to do. I already ordered a, a USB like MIDI keyboard that I have, and thing that I have to research this week is look up different drum kits and stuff, and like learn the difference between Fruit Loops and Logic and see which one I want to buy. That is that's super dope, actually, and then it 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 ties in with what you're already doing. It can only enhance work that you're already doing. So it's like you you got different pieces to the puzzle, and you keep building, keep building, keep building. That is that is super dope. Like you're, yeah. you know, working yourself to being a one man shop, and right. I, but like, I mean, right now, like, it's you, you say all this, and I appreciate it, but also like that's that whole FOMO thing, right? Like, right. I've right, had right. that idea for literally four months, and I haven't done it yet because I know that if I sit there all day looking up music stuff, I'm gonna feel like I waste doing one thing, which is why I still haven't done it yet, which is why. I'm trying to make myself do it this week to finally get it out of the way and not feel guilty for using one whole day to research a couple things. Fair enough. I mean, you, 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 you're speaking on it now, so you're getting closer to it. You're closer now <laughs> than you were yesterday, right? <laughs> that is true. At least I got, I got the tutorials out of the way today, which is like, you know, a month in the making. That's I'm just being honest good. with you folks. Like, you know, it's, it's easy to look at my stuff and be like, oh, cool. But then, like, now you're hearing, like, oh, if I don't do this, then I got to do this. And if I do this, that means I can't do this. And, da, 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 da. and it's all, like, you know, limitations I'm actually putting on myself in my head, honestly. Right. But that's the brain of a creative. Like, most <laughs> most people that live in that space, that's what happens. And you're going – you've gotten, you know, much further than 
90% of the, the people who have similar ideas or similar thoughts and it never gets off the starting block. So this, that, I mean, that's another reason why I'm, I'm really glad to be discussing this with you. I have a, a, a quote actually from you that I, I found to be really, really interesting. And I'd like to know what that means to you or, you know, if you can elaborate on it a little bit because it kind of fits into what we're talking about now. So it's anyone can be super. Anyone can have hope. Hope is in action. So for for me, like hope, hope is not like, I mean, it kind of is to some degree, but also to me mainly it's, it's like a verb, you know? Yeah. And I think that just means with the conscious, the most conscious choice that we could make because we could decide, we could decide how to live and how to treat people. And so with hope being an action, it's like, you could say all day, like, I, like, oh, I'll make this use my own self as an example. I could say to you, like, I hope I get this tutorial done, stuff done. I hope tomorrow that I, you know, finally do some music research. But if I treat hope as an actual action, that means that I'm, I, the action to that would be, you know, making a structure, writing down, um, the stuff that I want to get done. That would be me waking up in the morning and, you know, instead of going on all the other different platforms, that would be me, like, taking the time saying, hey, for an hour, I'm going to spend just, even if it's only an hour, I'll spend an hour reading reviews on Logic versus uh, GarageBand versus Fruit Loops. And I'll set mm-hmm. a timer and I'll do it for an hour or I'll set a timer and wake up in the morning and this will be the first thing that I type into Google when I wake up. That's an action. So that means that, like, my hope to get something done, turn that into an action to actually fulfill what I'm hoping for, if that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. It it goes from just a shooting star idea to, you know, you got to, for lack of a better word, make your own luck, right? You got you to gotta do something. What's that saying? Right. Fortune favors the, the bold. You got to get out there and, and at least take a step in that direction. Um, otherwise, nothing's ever going to happen. It will continue to be something you hope. That's, right. that's, and we all know how it turns out, right? It's a snowball sometimes. And then you're like, whoa, dang, this is so much better than I thought. I'm glad I did that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If nothing else, even if it doesn't turn out the way you want, you learn something from it. So the next time you do it, you're in a better position than you were anyway. It's, you're never going to lose by trying it. That is something I totally agree with. Yeah, so that's pretty much what that means. And that anyone could be super part like, you know, we all have that split second moment where they're either if we're dealing with people or how we treat people, how we want to be treated. We all have that moment to where we're like, oh, I'm going to do this or ah, screw it. They don't deserve it. You know what I mean? And it could either be like, it could be extremes or just not extremes. But we all have that ability to treat, like, and this is why I like Superman so much is because of the whole, how I view him is like as the golden rule for the most part, you know, like doing to others things. Mm-hmm. And that, that's like something that, that I try to live out with how I interact with people is the whole, the golden rule aspect of it. Like if we, we all have the choice to treat other people how we want to be treated. And to me, that kind of means like just being super. And, stuff. and I, full disclosure, I'm not 
ever really been this huge fan of Superman. I always thought he was corny, but I think a lot of that has to do with the way he's written. But I can totally appreciate him standing for, you know, uh, just uh, an aspirational figure, right? The the hope that, that you spoke of, he embodies that in, in a very real way. So if, if you can get away from some of the silliness that writers have done with him and just kind of focus on that part of it, I think he can actually be really dope. So I, can I agree with you. definitely appreciate that. One more thing I wanted to ask you. Yes. Do you have anything that you would like to plug right now? Anything that you're working on that you would like people to be on the lookout for that you haven't discussed already? No, honestly. Like, I think the whole music thing and the cosplay thing that I'm starting right now, like, that's that's what I'm going to be starting to do more of. As far as, like, the plugging, you know, for people that, that want to know more about what I'm doing, if you type in Jonathan Bell or Seattle Superman to, you know, Google, you could catch up with my blog, and actually, that's one thing that I should probably plug. I'm starting to like kind of dive deeper into doing more blog stuff, so that way uh, people could like really have a sense of what's going on. I'm really good at like journaling, but I don't really put it out on blast. So, like for those of you that are interested, I did just spend two months in Vermont on the work contract that I thought I would have for five months, and. This blog pretty much sums up my two months living in Vermont from, like, the work aspect, the uh, traveling around Vermont aspect, and even the whole dating life aspect in there. So I I really am kind of an open book with a lot of things because I like to share what I'm going through. So that's something that I'm really going to start being more serious about instead of vague is, like, putting – oh, I also put – I just put up, like, the hardest – thing I had to do was start out in Seattle. Like, my first summer in Seattle, uh, my car broke down, and I had to live in a parking garage for, like, a month to, to save up to buy another. Like, my car broke. I made it to a parking garage. I got two jobs, save up for another van, and I wrote about that in depth in, on the blog, too. I think that's, like, my latest blog that I put up. So, for those that want to follow along more with what I'm doing, on my website, which if you just type in my name, you could go to the blog and read about stuff that I have been going through so far. Well, I encourage you all to do that. I, I did a a bit of a, a deep dive into that myself. I read the post that you were, you put up and was listening to the, the pods that you were doing as well. I'm, I could do this for another couple hours, but <laughs> I want to be respectful of your time. So, um, Jonathan, thank you so much for, again, accepting our invitation to be on the show and, and, you know, giving us a little bit of your time. I'm I'm greatly appreciative of it. And I'd love to, you know, maybe chat with you another time, get you back on the show. Once you have some more projects that you want to plug or just, you know, to kind of catch up with, see where, see where you are. Oh yeah. I'd be happy to come back on. You kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. That is awesome. Uh, Again, thank you for that. And for the classmates who are listening uh, to this, you know, obviously Josh is not with us. Again, I am JB here with another JB, Jonathan Bell. So that was the interview. <laughs> the good, the good, the bad of it. I want to thank Jonathan Bell again. You know, we we greatly appreciate you giving us giving us the time because, as you heard, he's a very very busy person. Uh, it was really inspiring to me, you know, to talk to him. Uh, the work is what really caused me to reach out to him in the first place. 
because I was impressed with what he was doing. But then to get to talk to him and see all of the different things that he's getting getting involved in and difficult it is to kind of keep up on that and to continue to grow. It just, you know, harkens me back to something I'd said before. You know, when you have the time to do it, you know, just kind of jump out there and get to it. So I definitely will. You know, I'm, I'm taking my cue from what I got out of that conversation and then cooking up a few things of my own. So I was appreciative and inspired by the interview. Definitely. To echo JB, uh, once again, you know, thanks for taking another time and, and speaking with, uh, with him. Um, well, you know. <laughs> but, uh, no, it was, I think I have a, not that I didn't, don't appreciate, you know, the cosplayers and stuff out there and cause it's artistry. I was talking with someone else. Um, we were talking about music, but then I was talking about artistry at, you know, as a whole in grouping, you know, cosplayers and stuff in there too, because, you know, some people just look and say, oh, they're just dressed up in a costume and this and that, but there's work that goes behind that. And they're presenting something to the, to, to us that I believe they, they hope we appreciate or find something to, to appreciate about it or are, um, you know, entertained by, you know, I remember at C2E2, you know, it was a, it was a, I may have spoken about this before, but there was a father who brought his his family to see to his kids, and they saw a character, and they just it just lit up their day. So I think it's nice as an artist to get that recognition, and even if it's one person who enjoys what it is that you do, it's all worth it. All right, let's uh let's dole out some homework because you slackers have nothing else to do. Hey, got to keep you guys in shape. <laughs> right, keep those uh I, I don't know nerd brains working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean I don't. I, I heard a buddy of mine, he has, his kid has like Zoom classrooms or something. And it's just so funny to me to, to hear somebody says, you know, oh, my daughter has to, she has a Zoom meeting. I'm like, she's four. Right. <laughs> what four-year-old has a Zoom meeting? I'm like, what are, you, what are you talking about? And what teacher is hosting a Zoom meeting for four-year-olds? Yeah, it's nine o'clock in the morning, Ooh, man. What do you mean? It's tough. Um, no, but it's it's actually a legit thing, though, so. But I got some homework for you guys. And it's not specific homework. I just want to throw this out here. We are living in, you know, different times. We're, we're all navigating through it. And, you know, we've spoken about before and other people have spoken, people way smarter than us and have said, you know, some of the things that we enjoy, some of the things we love may not survive this mm-hmm. and do what we can if we're in a position to do it to help out where we can. So I want to encourage if you guys read books, it doesn't matter where you live because they ship. Check out Bookies. Their website is bookiesbookstore.com. They're a locally owned uh, bookstore in Chicago. They have two locations, one in, in the city and one in, in the suburbs. But it's, you know, it's a small neighborhood place. It's a great store. I know the owner, know him well, and uh, just giving them a shout out. You know, order some. They, they do have uh, graphic novels. They do have uh, a wide range of things. They're not, they don't only just sell books, but check out Bookies. And if you're into audiobooks like I am, they, they have um, a subscription service that they partner with that actually partners with independent bookstores. So if you can, you know, deviate a little bit from Amazon and check out Bookies because they, they, they probably have what you're looking for. And these small, smaller businesses need the business more than, than Amazon does because they're already delivering our groceries and stuff. Right. So. That's one thing Amazon is not hurting for is money. No. <laughs> but I'll, I'll post their information in the show notes in the website and uh, the information for the audiobooks and stuff, too. It's 
the first month I think is like 99 cents and the second month is like 14.99 and it kind of works like um audible does I believe I'm still on my first month trial so we'll see how that goes check them out definitely Josh stamp (laughs) (laughs) well what I have for homework for you guys is nothing I ain't got it man See, when I was talking about slackers, this is who I was talking I, about. <laughs> Which is why I put the stamp on it, because I knew shots coming my way. But <laughs> I second that. You know, I haven't been to bookies myself, and I can't say it any more eloquently than Josh did. And Ooh, did I say it eloquently, though? I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the interview. In the meantime, you can always get at us. We all over the place. You can find us on Instagram at views from the back of the class underscore pod. You can find us on Twitter at the other N word. You shoot us an email, viewspod at gmail.com. Phone us at 312-521-0527. Our Reddit is viewspod, which uh, you can't change. Otherwise, I would. (laughs) (laughs) But we have some, some... I say it's decent karma there. So yeah, any of the any of the options are available to you. We love to hear from you guys. Don't forget to rate and uh, review us if on your podcatcher. And as always, too, um, recommendation to a friend if you think they like our show, or if you think it's horrible, and they'll be like, "Guys, can you believe how bad this is?" Recommend us. <laughs> yeah, if you don't like us, recommend us to somebody you can't stand. <laughs> and with that said, class dismissed.